Franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hi, welcome to episode six of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's show is going to focus on entrepreneurship. Sarah and I are noticing that our clients are getting younger and younger. And as we've mentioned before, entrepreneurship really wasn't nurtured when we were growing up. And we're seeing a lot more entrepreneurs today. We're seeing entrepreneurship uh, nurtured in universities. So our, our guest today is Stephen Newhart. And speaking about unpredicted as far as entrepreneurship goes, he spent many, many years in school, got his doctorate in kinesiology, and now he's an entrepreneur. So without further ado, Stephen Newhart, welcome. Thanks for having me guys. It's nice to see you guys. And then everybody out there is thinking now, oh, your clientele is getting younger. Will the camera pan to the younger? <laughs> no, this is the old end of the table. That's the young end of the table. <laughs> what, they're like, where's the other guy? <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here. So so what, uh, what do you want to know? Well, I want to know, Sarah and I want to know how you, it came about that you became an entrepreneur and, okay. and some of your thoughts on, on, well, and not only an entrepreneur, you've got several different things going on. So I do. So talk to us. Okay. So, well, every, and first, the thing that just drives me is the fact that uh, at a very young age, I said, I, I just care about people and I want to help people. So that was really, then I happened to find a field of study that I was comfortable with and had background in, which was exercise. And then I said, well, how can I help people with exercise? And that was kind of the end of that. That drives me every single day. It happened from a very young age. I don't know why that happened, but that's that. And we were talking earlier about entrepreneurs and how people might define entrepreneurs. You know, I, I, I think that there's, we, we should actually draw some sort of line. Uh, to me, an entrepreneur is somebody that, that maybe even brings something new into a certain area new, like brand new, like, hey, this idea is unknown and it could possibly help this population and let's try to implement it and see how we can do so. Versus, you know, I started a business that's been working already for years and years and years and I know that if I open a, you know, I don't know if I can name drop, if we can name drop, but a, a well-known coffee shop over here that has a green logo <laughs> that it might attract people, you know. So, so entrepreneurship to me, I think there's a lot of different definitions that we might be able to throw out if we're defining what entrepreneurship is. But if that happens to be me, um, the, the only thing that drives me is, is what I told you from my younger years. And I did spend a lot of time studying whole body vibration because I know that there's a large underserved population uh, who does not get exercise mm -hmm. and for a variety of reasons, but intimidation probably stops 30% of them, you know? So if you put that 30% into actual numbers, that's probably 120 million people 
don't exercise because of intimidation. So when so, you say intimidation, you're saying um, don't know what to do, don't know how to do it, don't know where to go, um, afraid of being shamed, just all those that, kinds or of judged, things. Maybe. Yeah, judged. Yeah, judged. All that. All that. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I survey people constantly. I just people that don't exercise. I say why. I just everybody. I ask. So why not? And so that was what led me to do It's hard that. to get started if you haven't been doing it. Totally. Right? And so yeah. kind of to that point, like, where do I go? Um, you know, this is going to be hard. This is going to be painful. Mm. I can speak to that from perfect experience as somebody who really wasn't big on exercise and started a few years ago, you know. So uh, what I was advised was find something that you enjoy and that you'll want to go to do and that you have somebody helping you, educating mm -hmm. you, training you, whatever it might be, so you don't get hurt. That's right. So I was curious when you mentioned, like, um, you know, been interested in exercise from a young age. Were, were you athletic in school? Did you play a lot of sports? That sort of thing? Yeah, and sometimes I, I, I assess that and think, however, I played football with a lot of guys. I mean, I, I played all, like most sports when I was just – I tried it all. And then football was what, what I – stop you know or what i gravitated to and did that for geez nine years or something played football with a lot of guys but i know a lot of those guys still and some of them have just decided i'm not gonna exercise anymore you know i'm done with that so there was also something that told me maybe it was being grateful i was like i was i'm grateful for this experience to learn how to keep my body in shape and i do know and all of them would probably agree with me that we do know we feel better when we do it so I just said I, I need to continue this for the rest of my life, which then gave me the ability to take it to others. So, so you made that commitment when you were young and decided I'm yeah. going to study this, I'm going to make this my career, and you went to college and said I'm going to study kinesiology. So kind of tell us how all this evolved from that point. Kinesiology teaches you, and especially a doctorate teaches you, to identify a world or global health problem. And if, if, if you were in the kinesiology uh, you know, program with me, we go step by step, chronic disease, chronic disease, chronic disease. How is exercise delivered? Does it help? Yes. The answer is always yes. So it's like you start learning and that really just drove me nuts that we're not helping this chronic disease population. And that's really where the entrepreneur part of me comes in because we're delivering a device that doesn't require much effort to use. And I've studied it to make sure that it actually does work. So it's been a long road just doing that. But that kind of stemmed off of that. And before that, for 10 or 17 years, I was just training people with traditional means, which does work. So our audience is clear on what it is you actually do. Um, so you were while you were going to school, and even after you got out of school, you were a personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And then you purchased a gym, a very large gym with a large footprint. Mm -hmm. And you were employed there, is that correct? And then you decided years. to purchase. You were employed there for 10 years. And then if you stay with something for long enough, I think opportunity just shows up. If you have the endurance to ride it out. <laughs> that is maybe something. For, as far as business and being successful as a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, you have to have endurance. You can't just think, oh, I'm going to do this for a second and quit. I do see that happen. Oh, no, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is, but I see it happen. You know, it happens. Mm -hmm. And you tell people and they say, oh, no, I've got it. Uh, do you? Yeah. You, know, you have to, and which is back for myself is I had this drive, passion, love. I had to help people. And that has never gone away. And I don't think it ever will. 
So whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be reminded of that and kind of come back and say, this is what's driving me. So what's the next area of this? So that's your why. And we talk to people a lot about, you know, what's your why when you're thinking about business ownership. And for you, your why is helping people. Mm -hmm. And so you've been able to build a business around that, which I think is kind of a key foundation for getting started in entrepreneurship is what are you trying to accomplish through this business. Mm -hmm. Well, and we talked about the gym and we talked about your degree and you did mention the vibration plates, but I think you're doing one or two other things too as well, right? Yes, so briefly, as brief as I possibly can, everything leads in now for me to that chronic disease, mm -hmm. okay? So we feel that the root cause of all that is happening in the brain. Can you consume foods that mess up your brain? Yes. So we know that too, but the step, the first step is identifying it. So we use an EEG scan. This is nothing new. It's just a brain scan. Anybody can administer it, but you know, we, we have MDs that help us interpret it. So I'm not out there interpreting anything. I'm getting advice from others. That way somebody can see. And if anything else, it gives somebody a new reason. It, it gives them a new metric to look at. You know, we've been taking people's body fat for how long and saying, well, you're obese. And they're like, I know. I've heard that before. You don't need to tell me again. I'm already aware. Well, what does your brain look like? Do you care about that? Mm -hmm. I mean, most people do care about their brain health and how it's functioning. If you show somebody it's functioning at 40% of its capacity, you know, and you say, well, they're like, why is that? Mm -hmm. well, what, well, let's look. What do, you, what do you eat? You know, do you exercise? You know, all these things that we've... <laughs> we've been telling people to do forever. And then somebody says, well, look, I'm, I'm 200 pounds overweight. I want, I want this. I do. But I, I can't exercise. Well, stand on the vibration platform. Yes, you can. And this is going to get your heart rate up. And it's going to do the same thing as, as resistance training, really. It's going to increase your strength by X and your balance by X and, you know, the things that I found in my study. So it does work the same way. So this and, uh, vibration plate is a product that you invented. Am I correct with no, that? No. 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 Okay. And, so. I, and I want to be very clear on it. So it's just where, how, it's how we're implementing it that I would say is different from what's going on. Okay. Out there. The traditional vibration platform is going to make its way into the same thing as a bench press barbell or a Peloton or whatever. You know, it's going to make its, that's how it will normally be distributed. We're not going there. We're, so with we're, the, we're giving it to doctors. With the vibration plate and the gym, you kind of took something that was already there, already existing, and improved it, found a new way to present it. So at yes. the gym, um, you know, it was exercise equipment. You bought it and made some improvements and changes. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing with the vibration plate, right? right? And we went to a trade show to find the device that we wanted to use. We didn't let it come to us because it's really not... These things are just not in a lot of places now. but it, There's one in my house. Of course. <laughs> well, you tried and liked it. There's one in my house, too. You know, I mean, I, I use it regularly, but it's just, you know, I, I still think we're going to come back to that EEG scan. We're gonna, we need to identify the pathology at the brain and then start treating there. And if somebody, if exercise is not doing the whole job and we need to transform the brain, there's neurofeedback, which is a really interesting tool that I'm learning to use now. We've partnered with a company, two companies, one applied neuroscience and one Zeto, 
Zeto makes the, the EEG cap, which is really cool. Actually, that's a whole other story. But And then the other makes the software so you can deliver the neurofeedback treatments. And what it does is it increases the coherence of, of the brain lobes so that they communicate properly once again. And if you're slamming six sodas a day, I guarantee you there's damage that's happened here mm -hmm. and your brain is not, you know, it's not communicating properly. So we use this to get the, wake, the, wake the person back up and then they say, oh, whoa. And then you say, yeah, well, here's what's going on. And now that you're back in reality, <laughs> let's, let's start moving your body and let's start doing these things. So you talk about this passion that drove you for all of your businesses. We talk about passion a lot with our clients because I believe that sometimes if you're too passionate about something, you spend too much time working in your business and not enough time working on your business. Mm -hmm. So tell us, can you give us a percentage how much time you work on your business and how much time you work in your business or some idea? Because I know that you work on your business a lot. And I think that's a learned, did you make the mistake of working in your business too much in the beginning? And did you learn something from that? Everything happens when it's supposed to happen for a reason that it's supposed to happen. So everything happened perfectly. And I will, <laughs> I will always believe that it is a perfect, it was perfect. And, 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 but, but the moment that because we get we get delivered opportunities all the time. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I mean, coming here and speaking to you guys was an opportunity. I yeah. could have said no. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you know it strengthens our relationship, of course. But everything happened how it was supposed to. And if if you are awake and present, you will see when the opportunity arises, and you will. It's going to be hard, you know. And I'll, I'll speak you know, since we're talking about entrepreneurship. I'll talk to the other entrepreneurs out there. It's going to be hard. Expect. That that thing when that roadblock's sitting there, it's gonna be difficult. You're gonna look at it and go, "That's gonna be hard." Well, it is, and then you just gotta go. You know, oh. if well, you're exercising and eating properly, it'll be easier. I will say that, and not you know drinking too much or whatever. There's a lot of things we can say about what will make you able to do that. Go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I really like what you said about being awake and attentive to those opportunities. I think sometimes they pass us by because we just don't grasp that they've been presented to us for whatever reason. We're too busy, we're distracted, whatever, we're not tuned in. Maybe our brain functionality isn't as you know strong as it should be for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've always heard them people say that we um, regret more the things that we don't do and the opportunities that we don't seize versus you know, potentially those, um, you know, opportunities that we do take um, and the risks that we do take. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's something good to really kind of think about is, is people are maybe assessing if they want to take the leap, if you will, into entrepreneurship and owning a business, um, you know, to be aware of opportunities that may present themselves um, and, and then evaluate um, if, if they're willing to seize those opportunities or not willing to take that chance. Well, and there's really no perfect time to start a business, right? There's, mm -hmm. you know, the stars aren't going to all align perfectly and the moon and the sun. Like if you're waiting for perfect, it's just never going to happen. At some point, you have to either fish or cut bait. You've got to give up on your dream of owning a business or you need to take the plunge. It won't happen without fear. Um, 
No. There's always some discomfort when you look at starting a business, um, but believing in yourself and seizing those opportunities is absolutely right. And you and I were talking about this yesterday. You have to be ready to work. Hard. <laughs> it's not, oh, hey, I'm going to own this and I'm just going to walk away. No. Never is that, never, ever is that the case. No, you have to grind. No. Yeah, it's hard. I know a man that especially. owns six Harley Davidson dealerships and he works very hard. Yeah. And he'll get on there and talk to, he spoke to my class once, he'll get on there and say, you got to have a good exercise and eating regimen, man. If you want to go this route, he's like, I got to be on it all the time. There can't be down times. And, you know, it, it, the, the, one of the, the things you can think about after you have a business going for a period of time and it's profiting, maybe you sell it off and you take a couple of years off. You know, that's, I think that's a behavioral cycle of mm. entrepreneurs. You know, they do that. Yeah. I'm going to ramp it up and then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to work really hard. <laughs> so. And, you know, the comment you made about self-care, I think, is really important also, you know, because you do work hard and it can be stressful. So you do have to make sure that you are paying attention to your own health, getting enough sleep, getting the right nutrition, the right exercise, all those kinds of things, because they that will contribute to your energy level and your availability and opportunity to put in the hours that you need to put into the business. You know, I know a common reason people say they don't exercise is they don't have time, you know, but it should be a priority, um, you know, for any of us to, to work other things around that so that we can take care of ourselves first. And unfortunately, I think that was probably a hard lesson, you know, for me to learn when I was working and raising my family, you know, it was always them first and then me. Mm -hmm. So well, you know, I feel you a lot of us that, There's a balance. That. Yeah. Find that balance with the, with the family. With it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on today and enlightening us and sharing your entrepreneurial journey with us. We appreciate you and hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for joining us today on Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Um, you can follow Roxanne Rabsky and Sarah Wasco on LinkedIn. You can also follow us on frannet.com, uh, where you will be able to find a link there to our YouTube channel, where all the uh, podcasts will be uploaded in case you missed any of them. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.